I, I just want to say right now, I'm extremely tired. I had a coffee with three shots of espresso at 11 o'clock today, and I'm Ooh. feeling it. All right. That's fine. We can yeah, wait. This is, this is, I, I, when yeah, we said fine. sleepy episode, yeah, I, yeah, I literally good. meant it. I, yeah, I, got my, I got my LaCroix right here, you know, my, uh, <laughs> this part's staying in the podcast, but I'm, I don't know how I'm going to manage to fit it in, but it's going to fit in. Um, I just want to say PSA, LaCroix, best sparkling water out there. It's refreshing. Uh, no, no calories, no artificial sweeteners or flavors. And, you know, um, you just got to crack a cold one of LaCroix with the boys. Definitely not an ad because uh, LaCroix yeah, would never sponsor something like that. Yo, I'm going to be real. I need money. Uh, LaCroix, you want to sponsor? Hit me up. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Let's Lord. do this countdown. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 57 of Shades of Brown. Uh, this week, we're going to start off, we're going to take it easy a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about Gmail redesign. <laughs> I like how your idea of taking it easy is talking about emails. <laughs> I mean, it's it's extremely on brand. Like, it's, it is, like, extremely on brand. Okay, uh, like, so Gmail's getting redesigned, which, uh, like, who really cares? It's going to be material design. Um, I mean, it looks nice. I actually think it's it's not. It doesn't look bad. Like the redesign is. Because it's mostly a skin. It's not like the last Gmail update, right? Where uh, where 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 Google completely redid the layout. The layout's staying the same. It's just that uh, padding, spacing, icon, like general design elements are changing. But it's more of a touch up than I want to say, like a full on rethinking of how the interface works. So, um, I have a question though. I have a question. Do people actually use like email apps about having a preview pane consistently open? Cause like, I've never understood about Gmail that like Gmail by default will not have a preview sidebar always open. Right. Because like you have to go into an email and then back out of it if you want to go to another email. And that's always seemed like super inefficient to me. Um, some people prefer that. It's, it's really personal preference. Like I, I personally use a preview pane, but sometimes I don't really need a preview pane. So I just have like a list of emails because I don't need to look. If you don't need to look at every email individually, it's, it's easier to just have, and you can, you can navigate between the emails without a preview pane using like keyboard shortcuts. Like, so it's, it's not like too bad. Like you don't have to click out of it or you don't have to go back to the inbox, but, uh, yeah, it's just really personal preference. Some people just prefer preview pane. Some people just prefer to go uh, into one email and then process it and move on to the next one. Uh, so that's, yeah. But so, so there's some, uh, along with the redesign, there's some quote-unquote features uh, that they're adding. Uh, one, one of them is uh, expiration dates. And the other one is like, like it includes like self-destructing. That that's what that is. It's self-destructing emails and password requirements. And the whole thing is, uh, it's it's breaking everything because what happens is if you send an email using that feature and somebody without Gmail uh, opens it or you open it using like a mail client, like a like a Outlook or like Thunderbird or whatever, uh, it'll just show up like as this message was sent with Gmail's confidential mode and you have to click it. You have to open it by clicking this link, which, okay, first things, 
uh, clicking clicking links inside emails like that is is like sets off alarm bells in every everybody's head because it's like common indicator of phishing. Like if, if somebody asks you to click a link in an email, that's extremely suspicious. Uh, so like this first, that's that's one issue. The second is this is just extremely like like it's just breaking. Like it's like you, instead of reading the email, you have to like reach into Google servers and then read the email and then it solves the strokes like that's mm. you know you know what google could do right so you know how um i uh, gonna promote another podcast here on episode of panagato we talked about amp caches and emails right yep mm-hmm. so you know what google could do in a world where google forces every big email provider to run an amp cache <sighs> what if they just use the amp cache to make these uh encrypted gmail messages load in remotely on other email apps or oh, that's email disgusting. services. That is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I'm like, sorry. That is, wow. That I like I, I know I mean, honestly that's just so bad. Like I don't even want to think about it because it's just extremely upsetting. But I, I'm sorry. Uh, Fastmail Fastmail has said multiple times that email is like a record and it shouldn't like be modified after the case, right? Uh and I agree with them. It's it's really not how email is supposed to be used, and the way this is happening, how, like I can see what Google is doing. Like first AMP in emails, and then this. Like it's uh, like they're trying to use the dominance in the email space now to like push out this, this new non-standard thing. Right? It's 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 completely non-standard. Nothing about it is standard. Uh, it's completely proprietary. It's built into those servers. It's you have to click a link, which yeah, that's none of this is good. Like the only thing good about this is the redesign. The rest of it is just yeah. So yeah, that's although yeah. although we should point out that um I believe Office three sixty five with Outlook is testing a similar feature. Yeah, I'm a, like I'm not a fan of this whole like self destructing email thing because it's like. It's it's like a false sense of security. It's like Snapchat, right? It's like, yeah, the message deletes itself, but like you can still screenshot it. Like it's not like there's any real security involved, right? I think uh, I think this is more meant for uh, the G Suite. Which, once again, I just want to point out. I just want to point out. It was. A, I think it was a terrible. I think we made fun of that name when it was announced, right? <laughs> Probably. Uh, we're going. I'm going to say it again. You know, Microsoft has had some bad names. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Windows Phone Seven Series, uh, Windows Mobile Ten, Windows Ten on ARM. You know, we 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 go through that every week. You know, it's a <laughs> meme. It's a meme. You know, um, but I don't know who at Google thought G Suite would be like the best thing and i am totally going i know it's like i say i do things and sometimes i don't but that's what i'm <laughs> actually going to do it i'm going to photoshop the g suite logo onto the back of 50 cent wearing a g unit shirt <laughs> because that's what i see every time every fucking time i see, I, I hear g suite i just think to myself g unit you know like that's oh, what i think God. that's what that's, I- now that's a blast from the early 2000s uh lord also, um, honestly, I feel like if we're going to talk about webmail clients, so 
of course, um, Fastmail, official sponsor of Stipes Radio, use <laughs> promo code, promo code. Uh, that's not actually a promo code, but Fastmail is good. But honestly, I really like the new Office365Outlook.com web UI. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really used it, so I don't, I don't I really know how it works or how it looks. Well, basically, I like it because it has like a preview pane by default, and that's what I'm biased for. I mean, but, yeah, but it's it's good stuff. Um, and also, focused inbox is an interesting feature. I know that you probably don't like the idea of uh, email automatically being sorted. I I mean, not according to their rules. Like I, I have stuff sorted automatically, but it's it's like rules I defined, uh, and like I I know exactly what should and shouldn't land in my inbox, right? Uh, there's no like doubt, like there's no like algorithm. It's just all like these hard coded rules. So yeah, that the, I, I don't have a problem with automatically sorting. I have a problem with it automatically determining what the sorting rules should be, right? Uh, so that's what I have a problem with. Although I'm totally looking at like Microsoft's, uh, they have add-ins, which I imagine is like plugins for email. Um, they have one that I know you will like emojis in emails i imagine this is like probably just inserting images in line in an html email i mean it could just be unicode like it doesn't have to be like email is it's not like email doesn't support unicode like you can send emojis right uh as long as the receive receiving end can render them right it's it's fine uh i suppose you can send them as images i mean no i think it's sending as images because it uses emoji one oh that's mm. Maybe maybe not necessary anymore because I think every, every basically everything supports. Like, oh, some basic... even worse, Giphy for Im- for email, inline gifs. <sighs> no, please no, please, please stop. Also, uh, uh, a lot of just right general security hot tip, hot security tip. <laughs> um, if don't don't put email plugins in your email app if they have a permission to read all of your. You're like your inbox because mm. I'm looking at some of these and some of these permissions are like yeah I can view every message in your inbox and I'm like mm. that's mm, that's a bit yeah and like I have doubts about all the all that stuff that I hear about that like supposedly sorts your email like I think one of the ones that I hear about on podcasts is uh, Sanebox I think it's what it's called right uh and it's supposedly like you know, like managing your email, and I get extremely leery of those because it's like, remember what happened to? Uh, there was one product, right, uh, that was doing that, and they were actually selling like, oh, like, um, all, um, um, uh, unroll dot me, remember? Yeah, unroll, yeah, unroll. Yeah. Uh, like it would like unsubscribe you from like uh, newsletters, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but what we found out that. Uh, they were actually like selling a bunch of user data. Like they they collected a bunch of data from users that that through signed, the Uber signed up scandal, to go. Of all things, of all things, yeah, we found we, that one out through yeah. that whole Uber mess from last year. Yeah, that one. So I don't trust any of those services, honestly. Like, I mean, I probably bit, shouldn't be using Airmail, right? Because if you want push notifications for Airmail, you have to let them store your uh your credentials on their server, right? So right. they can so they can pull the messages there and then push it to your phone. Right, right. But I. Since Airmail is a paid app, and they're like it's like ten bucks for like the iOS and the macOS version, I feel yeah. like it shouldn't be that bad. No. Although I just want to call out the developers at Airmail. Um, 
you have a terrible dark pattern, which you can go fuck yourselves over. Uh, by default, a little tiny small checkbox at the bottom of the uh, login window is checked by default to sign up for your newsletter. If I'm adding multiple emails to your fucking app, I receive three copies of the same newsletter. That's I don't mm, want it to begin nah, with. I didn't want this yeah, newsletter to begin mm, with. And I'm now getting three copies of this trash-ass newsletter? No. Mm, yeah, that's that's a dark pattern. Whenever you see that uh, newsletter button, like, like clicked, uh, and it's like this little small checkbox. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Mm, that's not good. Uh, speaking of things that are not good, I guess. Uh, leaked memo from Apple uh, about leaking. Like it's kind of ironic, I guess. It's like an ironic joke. Uh, so, like, um, since since we're since we're on our meme shit today. Uh, <laughs> You, it's the exhibit meme, right? Like, yo, dog, we pimped your ride by pimping your rider. You know, like, yo, dog, I, exhibit, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I leaked your report about leaking shit. Why you? Yep. It's why you leaked that you fired the person who leaked to me. God, like, uh, Mark, okay. so Mark the, Gurman the, got this tech game fucked up. Like, let's, let's, that's all we gotta say. Let's let's like set up some context. Uh, so, Mark Gurman uh, writes for uh, Bloomberg. Uh, is is like sort of famous, I guess, at this point because. A lot of like Apple leaks go through him. Like people, people from Apple, uh, or people in that the Apple sort of supply chain or whatever, uh, like leak stuff to Mark Gurman for some reason. Uh, of all people, I don't know why, but they do. So, uh, the latest leak is uh, Apple has 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 an internal memo that is sent to everybody. I guess about about like how they're cracking down on. Uh, people who are leaking stuff and like how people got fired and people got people apparently got charged with with possibly felonies. Like I I don't I don't know for sure, but there's not much detail. But like it is, there's like it says in 2017, Apple caught 29 leakers. Uh, 12 of those were arrested. Uh, those were Apple employees, contractors, and some partners in Apple's supply chain, right? So it's mm, um. Uh, there's a piece from the fuck me. Oh my god. So I don't remember the publication name. Uh, I will have it in the show notes. There's a piece about Apple's leaking division that came out earlier this year, and how like Apple hiring like ex FBI agents and ex like wasn't that in the outline? I think that was in the outline. Oh yeah, it was Will 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 Thornton, I believe, at the outline wrote that piece. Yeah, and through the magic of googling, we will find it. <laughs> also, what I think at this point, uh, listeners should know. When I say Google, I say Duck Duck Going, but Duck Duck Going is really like it's a terrible. Yeah, it's a yeah, terrible it's word. Not... Uh, so I would forever use googling. But yeah, it's a uh, Will Will Turton, not Thornton. Turton T U R T O N. I apologize yeah. for mispronouncing your name, and. Basically, it's from earlier this year. Um, Apple has a global security communications team. Mm-hmm. That and, makes sense. Uh, and yeah. basically, they work the previous. So, some of these investigators have previously worked at U.S. intelligence 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 agencies, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the National Security Agency, law enforcement agencies, like the FBI and the U.S. Secret Service, and in the military. Right. So basically, it's like. Leaky culture uh, is an odd thing because that's someone who makes things. 
and not just like weekly tech podcasts like since i've branched out into making things that are a bit grander and right have like their own release schedules and are like self-contained like the, the thought of like that getting out before it's finished and and like unfinished podcast episodes being released like that would make me not want to work on it right like from an artistic perspective i would just not want to continue doing that because it'd bum the fuck out but at the same time i wouldn't want the person to be like arrested for it like i'd probably you know loudly and voraciously talk shit about them on mastodon but that's about it yeah like getting like like apple like they mentioned like some of these people were arrested like i mean maybe they were I mean, we don't know any details, so it's like hard to say what what they were arrested for. Like, there's no details about what, like, why they were arrested. Like, what, if there were if there were any charges filed, or like uh, like if there was criminal activity. Like, if it's not just like not just leaking a thing you know, but like trying to get a- like getting access to something you shouldn't have access to uh, via like you know some sort of like maybe like social engineering or whatever, uh, and then leaking that that could be possibly a criminal. Uh, possibly a felony, right? So it's like we don't really know. So that's I don't. I the, th- the thing about it's tech culture in general is strange because I guess are leaks bad, right? Like as a whole, have you? So I guess I guess that we're, I'm gonna have to like branch this out into spoiler culture, right? Like, do spoilers upset you? No, no, not really. No, it's, it's not really like I mean, it's uh. Like spoilers don't really bother me. Like it's it's not really like I wouldn't be go I wouldn't go seeking them out, right? But uh, it's not really a big deal for me to possibly see spoilers uh, accidentally or whatever. It's not really. It's not. It doesn't really affect my enjoyment of things. Uh, but I know I know some people are really bothered by spoilers. Uh, but I like the whole tech leak thing, like. I, like I, like some Apple employees were like, yeah, like a lot of people work for months or years on these projects, and then like some some stuff gets leaked in this sort of like weird unfinished state, and that's not cool for them, right? It's it doesn't it doesn't like look good for them. Like they've they've been working hard for for a long time on, on a certain project. Uh, so it's can, because people judge their work, right? Yeah, like, people judge even, their work. Even yeah. if if I like release something that's unfinished, people are going to judge that because it's that's the thing that was released right right and it doesn't right. matter if it was through an official channel or not right right like right. if this if this show completely unedited right like hits hits the web for, yeah. for whatever reason right like just just to assume right yeah like people would probably be like what is all this fan noise <laughs> <laughs> i say this with love i say this with yeah, love. yeah 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 <laughs> you know what i mean right it's like yeah yeah it's like, i i I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm bringing it too much to the meta thing, but I feel like that's the thing that I can relate to at the most. Yeah. Right? I always put this in context of like if something I made got out there, how how burnt would I feel out? And I, and I get the from the employee perspective. Yeah. But also, I I think product leaking and then like general company policy leaking are two that's, separate things. That those are yeah. people at Facebook leaking out memos about Facebook being shitty. Like, please do that. That's an important service. Yeah, that's 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 probably covered under whistleblower laws. Probably like I, I I don't I'm not a lawyer don't don't uh, not not an American this. to begin with yeah I'm not American to begin with but uh, not a lawyer in any way but maybe we're not maybe we're all not Americans maybe that's the real choice to take oh, no one's actually an American oh lord <laughs> oh god uh, but yeah it's probably whistleblowing like some stuff is probably covered by whistleblowing laws uh, like if you're leaking like illegal activity by your company uh, that's 
probably almost definitely covered by whistleblower laws. Uh, and like you would like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Like ethically, I suppose that's also fine. Like if you're, if you're reporting something like illegal or like you, that you think should be illegal or thinking that you think is immoral, uh, uh, that's one thing, but leaking like, like the next iPhone product name is, is not the same thing right it's not like you have some ethical reason to leak it you just you just want to leak it for whatever reason uh i don't know i don't know why people leak these things like i actually don't know why would somebody leak like is it just like some sort of weird fame thing like they don't they're not like they're anonymous like i don't understand is there like some weird okay um challenge thing i don't know I'm, i'm about to try and think like the perspective of a uh 21 year old white dude in tech all right. So venture with me to the Chosa Zone where we get weird. Oh, God. Okay. So I got a free pass to Harvard because my father works at a because of Harvard has some weird like family thing where if you have family members go there, right? But yeah. then I dropped out because I read the Steve Jobs biography twice and saw that one Facebook movie of Justin Timberlake. Um <laughs> And I've been programming on computers since I was like five years old because uh I I was a hashtag prodigy. Um and so now I have this job at Apple, and there's this Mark Gurman dude who a uh, known poet, John Gruber, has linked to a couple times. And then, then I would like to be the next Steve Jobs, and all I wear are turtlenecks. So I, uh, I, I, I try and launch a startup right while working at Apple, but I need to get in with the press. How do I do it? I established a relationship with Mark Gurman by leaking things out to him. And then Bloomberg maybe might be more favorable about my company and writing about them. That's, that is, okay. I mean, that actually sort of like, like how would be surprised if some of these people are like trying to try, like they have this angle because they're trying to do something else, right? They try to build like some sort of uh, relationship with the press. That's, that's actually not a bad I mean that this is pure conjecture. I just want to. I just want to be clear. Yeah, like to everyone listening, this is this is pure conjecture. I honestly don't know why. But that's not like like the most ridiculous thing, right? Uh, that people would do. I think that's that would make sense in some way. But yeah, like this is. I mean, this, there's not much to say about this, right? It's just. Like, I just want to point out, don't don't arrest people for leaking things because it's not that big of a deal. Like, I understand it bums people out. I, it bums me out, right? Like it hasn't happened, but like I just imagining playing that scenario in my head bums me out. But at the same time, uh, it's, it's, it's fucking phones. It's fucking, it's a fu- it's a fucking yeah, watch. Yeah. It's a laptop. Like if for like if someone leaks something about the new MacBooks, who cares? Like it's like did they fix the keyboard? That's that's what we want. And that's a good leak, right? <laughs> like that's a leak we'd all be like, thanks for leaking because now yeah. I know. Now yeah. I now I maybe won't buy that surface. Yeah. Right? Like I don't hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like the 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 rest part I think was a bit hmm, that's like as I mentioned, like we don't know if there was an actual criminal activity of, of any sort behind some of these leaks, right? That's that's possible. That's not entirely out of the question, but there is that. Uh, so, a bit more Apple news, I guess. Uh, Apple has begun notifying uh, Mac OS users that 32-bit is gonna be like, uh, what, what's the word for it? It's gonna become 
they're gonna it's be incompatible, right? Apps are, yeah. yeah, apps yeah. are not gonna be able to be ran on newer versions of macOS, which I'd probably say one or two releases. Right. I'm not sure if it'd be the next release. Probably but, two releases from now, maybe. Yeah, because Apple is a bit aggressive on iOS, but because the macOS like not every app is is done or at least delivered through the app store. Right, right. They they yeah. might want to give it more time before they yeah. make that change. Probably two years. Yeah. Um, um but basically if you open an app, it'll pop up a uh a dialog box that has this strange text. This app needs to be updated by its developer to improve compatibility. <laughs> I I love I love how they, they like they put it on the developer, right? Like, yes, the developer created this app in a way that makes it incompatible with your system. But it's like, how is it incompatible? Like, you know, um ADP does a way better job at making fun of Apple's dialogue boxes and how silly they can be. <laughs> yeah. But uh in general they're bad. Yeah, Although, they're not great, yeah. I mean, and at least they're not as verbose as Google's. Cause I remember when I used to use Android. You remember those little toasts that would pop up? Oh Lord. Also, let me I just wanna I wanna point out. Okay, so the user interface element of a toast is I don't like it. Like I have, this is one of those UI things that I honestly can't be like, oh, I have some bullshit evidence. The bad, like, no, no, I just don't like them. I think they're bad because I, the idea of having like a disappearing floating box in the middle of the screen that is used for like ambient information, it's uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, it's 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 really an iOS problem too. iOS does this as well. iOS uh, doesn't have toast. It should like the Apple doesn't I mean, have any. Not toast. really, but like the whole uh, like when you launch an app for the first time, like it asks for all of your permissions. Uh, like are those like, toasts like those little uh no no allow- those are those are dialogue boxes because mm. no no remember toast on android so um say you got disconnected from the wi-fi and and instead of your app propping up like a, a box that you have to interact with it's like at the bottom of the screen remember it'd be like a little ambient gray box that would say wi-fi disconnected and then it would fade in and out oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I now i understand what you mean yeah um, that is bad okay okay i don't yeah. like those mm-hmm. Yeah, that has literally nothing to do with the story, but I just no. don't. I just don't <laughs> like them, and I just wanted to let you know that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had three. I had a coffee with uh, three shots of espresso in it about 12 hours ago, and I'm starting to feel it. We are <laughs> we are podcast pros, but so uh, the interesting thing about this, so you can go to the Apple menu about this Mac system report. Yeah, and then in system report, let me check real quick. Actually, if I'm just have my Mac open, will you go down to software applications? Yeah, and then in applications, if it wants to load, maybe you you will see a field titled 64-bit Intel. Yeah, uh, and if it says yes, that that means it's 64-bit. If it's no, it's 32-bit. Uh, so the apps that are 30 that are 30 that aren't 64-bit, rather. Uh, the security key policy that my school uses to let me get on their Wi-Fi, which, mind you, I'm pretty sure is tracking me. He's like, I have to install it as a system process, you know? And I've definitely found that after you remove it, it doesn't kill the process. The process keeps running after you uninstall it. This sounds extremely shady to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has Maybe a non-retina icon. Non-retina icon, the name is... Where, where did I put it at? It must be somewhere. Oh, oh, I found it. Safe Connect. And it has an icon that looks like it fit in place in Windows Vista Service Pack 1. Safe Connect sounds familiar, but I don't know where uh, I heard that. Uh, it's so, a Mecca. Oh, it's a McAfee product. Oh, uh, fuck me. Not John- yeah, it always comes um, back to John McAfee. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like. like so th- there's also Battle.net, right? You mentioned. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, World of Warcraft, Battle.net. Um, Quick Look 32, which is an Apple process. I imagine that's 
quick look so that'd be like the quick look thing in finder that's uh, interesting the kindle app ink server which i think is some apple stock app the dvd player sorry <laughs> you won't be able to play dvds on your mac that has a chip you know actually i don't even do USB-C dvd players exist Probably not, but you could use a dongle, I guess. Like if you have, if you want, if you had a uh, fucking daisy chaining dongles for your DVD player. <laughs> I mean, if you really had to, like, I mean, if you really needed to uh, weed an optical disc, right? Uh, I mean, people still need those. It's not like it's like unheard of. Uh, people still buy audio CDs, uh, so that's that's the thing. But by people, you mean you, right? Like you buy audio CDs. I mean me, but it's this. This still there. A lot of people still buy them. It's not just me, but wait, does your uh, desktop PC have a CD drive? Yeah, I put one in. Yeah, is it like a Blu-ray just, one, or is it just no? It's just it's, it's just DVD drive. It's just not. I don't care about Blu-rays, uh, so that's that. But so yeah, sixty-four bit to thirty. Oh, sorry, thirty-two bit to sixty-four bit. Uh, so for better or worse, your uh, Electron apps will run fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, World of Warcraft. Sorry. Although that's interesting that you can do so. World of Warcraft has been metal on the past versions of uh, past releases of Mac OS, right? Right. So right. that means that metal can was able to be done with 32-bit apps. I'm surprised Apple didn't just lock that down to 64-bit. Yeah, they probably left that in for like they just probably didn't bother to disable it or whatever. Uh, I would suspect it's probably going to be disabled soon, which is probably why yeah, I imagine probably update. update their stuff. Uh, but uh, school, I guess, no more school Wi-Fi for me. John McAfee. <sighs> Um, I Fuck know you. you're, <laughs> you know, actually John McAfee is a Mastodon instance. I can add him. No, it's not no longer there. So wait, really? it's, gone? it's gone. Oh, wait, yeah, wait wasn't it a big gone. scam? Yeah. Was it a big scam for crypto? Yeah, it was like a big, it was like a scam. Um, also a funny thing when I searched, uh, safe connect, right. Uh, one of the Google things that, you know, how people, it says people also ask, uh, one, one of them is, is literally just, is McAfee a malware? Like, <laughs> oh man i mean I sh- you should probably get removed that safe connect thing i don't know if you need it uh but i this is literally nothing since we're talking about mac os i'm gonna i'm gonna complain about some shit real quick all right so i have i installed office 365 once on this macbook i removed it right i went i even went through the library folder and removed every fucking folder of the word microsoft in it right or dot ms <laughs> but somewhere on the system the Microsoft software update are still there. So every time I reboot it, a random notification pop-up will saying, hey, there's updates for your Microsoft software. Update now. <laughs> but I don't know where it's at. <laughs> I don't know. I keep uh, trying to find this updater. Yeah, it's uh, not uh, in my system library. It's <laughs> Mac, Mac, uninstalling Mac software sometimes is, is, is a bit, it's a bit of a pain. I'm, I'm also, so I'm so spooked, and like I I just I want to get this Microsoft software off my machine. And also, too, if you were, if you install Google Chrome, the Google Updater still stays on your system. But that's the same thing for Windows too. Uh, just want to let people know that. Um, so I'm gonna nuke my Mac OS install. I think that's the solution. That's probably the easiest solution, honestly. Like I wouldn't be surprised, like to like uninstall that garbage. You probably have to just nuke it, nuke the install, and just redo it. Apple makes that pretty easy to do, so it's not like a Huge deal. Yeah, and I got I got Backblaze uh, for any backup stuff, and I got the podcast backup to iCloud Drive. Yeah, so hopefully also, that works. <laughs> also, you mentioned Metal, right? It says the the technology that defined today's Mac experience, such as Metal graphics exploration, work only with sixty four bit apps. Um, so, so I don't understand how World of Warcraft is 
study a bit. Like maybe it's not. Maybe okay. So maybe um, a library is one. A library too is thirty-two bit, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the battle net stuff is thirty-two bit, and that's maybe, why it gets yeah. flagged at it. Yeah, probably. But that's I mean that's possible. It, it, I, I imagine like any app that calls like a thirty-two bit library probably gets the flag of not being fully sixty-four bit. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's that's all the Apple news. We got one last story. Uh, T-Mobile. This is kind of absurd. Uh, T-Mobile deceived customers with false ringtones on failed phone calls. Uh, FCC fined them uh, forty million for rural call failures. Right? Uh, like, why? What? So basically, what? so um, what that what that means, right? Is so yeah. Say I'm calling Static on the phone because I don't like audio quality, um, <laughs> and for whatever reason, we're in like an area with bad cell coverage, and like there's only one cell tower. Maybe it's getting a little overloaded, right? Right. So right. the call isn't getting routed through. So what T-Mobile does is instead of like putting up any error tones or anything like that, it just puts fake ringtone noises. Yep. You know, like the uh, oh my god. What does it actually sound like? Because I was about to like make a burnt noise, but I was going to do like you know like the <laughs> Uzis from like a, a trap song. <laughs> I was about to be like, <laughs> but that's not how it sounds. That's not. That's not <laughs> it. That's not it. I don't. I, uh, it, it's a fake ring. Like it's a fake ringing noise. Like so when it, you, when it, you ring somebody, right? Like when it's ringing. I haven't done a phone call. I call everyone on like Facetime or WhatsApp. I don't right. know what it sounds uh, like. Oh my that's, god! Oh god! Somebody's gonna comment on that. And be like. Oh God! I I um I don't know. Yeah, but what what is it? What it is is like it it's just cash. Uh, it just I'm <sighs> okay. So let me just like quote what the FCC said, like the FCC order here, right? Because that that will actually uh, put it in context. Uh, for, like they have this order, like it's a commission rule since 2014. Uh, uh, false ringtones cause callers to believe that the phone is ringing at the call party's premises when it is not. A caller may then hang up thinking no one is available to receive the call. False ringtones also create a misleading impression that a caller's service provider is not responsible if the call fails. False ringtones are a problem on calls to rural areas and are a symptom of the problems of impaired quality and completion of calls to rural areas. So, essentially, like, like if you're calling a rural area and if Christian mentioned like there's like the call was unable to be completed, T Mobile would just like insert false ringtones and then you would think that just like the like the person is probably like uh, like not able to pick up their phone or whatever, uh and then you just like hang up, right? You wouldn't think like the phone like the call got dropped or whatever. Uh, oh wait, wait, so so real quick, not related at all, but tangentially because T Mobile was the first carrier in the States to have it. Did Canada ever get call tones on their carriers? So, like, if I would call you on the phone, instead of hearing whatever this ringing noise is that we don't know, you would just play, like, Soldier Boy or something like that? No, I don't think we did. Like, I don't think so. Like, I, I don't think that is... I, I've never actually heard of that, but... Um, oh, that was the thing in the States. You could have, like, you could have really shitty bitrate music be the call noise when you call someone. Oh, God, that sounds ridiculous. And extremely 2000s. It was so uh, 2000s because you'd be doing for Motorola Razor, right? You'd be like calling your oh boo Lord. who had like a sidekick. Oh God, those Motorola Razor. Now that's now that's that's an iconic phone. That is uh, a phone that I spent way too much time wanting. Even though, like, yeah, all, I mean, it's, it all yeah, actually. Let's be real. Was the Razor really a good phone? 
Mm. I mean, no, but it was, it looked cool and it, and it had that whole like flip phone aesthetic, right? It had that whole thin, razor thin, right? Uh, flip phone aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that like Nokia didn't have, like Nokia had these bulky ass phones, right? And then Motorola just has this like cool looking flip phone that's like really thin. Uh, and it just like, it, it just had that like, extremely futuristic appeal i guess like that's that's what that was it, it like it wasn't actually like amazing like it wasn't from a, from a feature perspective i mean it's it's just it's just another phone like but like it the, the, like the way it looked and the way they it was marketed like i think it was just like everybody wanted it because it just looked very futuristic uh but we're on an extreme tangent uh but i mean it's the fucking t-mobile yeah. like honestly like why I did learn recently that if you do a voice call to someone in Australia, there's like a noticeable delay. I didn't realize that. Like, it makes sense now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like I was in a Discord chat with someone in Australia, and there was like a second before we heard each other. That's probably because of uh, latency. No, yeah, it's because Australia only has like one server because of pipes, right? Like, not like one server, you know what I mean? But like, all it's sort of... Because isn't like how network connections work in the States, right? There's like underwater cables that i'll go on both ends of the country no it's it's just if you're doing a discord call with somebody in in australia it's like uh if they're connecting to a u.s server that's going to be a lot of latency uh so and and depending on the time of day that could be worse or better uh so yeah i mean if, if it's if it's peer-to-peer it might be slightly better but like if it's through like discord server that's in the states right then Oh, then, right, because Discord lets you choose your server. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, Discord can't let you choose your server, right? Uh, so that it's like, per, like if you have a Discord server, you can set the region, right, for the voice servers. Uh, so that, that's a thing. So if you have, like, a lot of people in Australia, you would pick, like, you know, like the Australian Discord voice server so you don't, like, have high-latency voice calls uh, or high-latency voice chat. Uh, so, yeah, that's just latency. That's just speed of light uh not necessarily because australia is has poor internet connectivity uh that's not the same issue uh what if what if discord extended that uh that 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 consumer choice to what underlying browser engine you could use for their app that'd be good don't you think (laughs) like discord is like you want to use chromium you want to use uh gecko or that's never happening that's 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 not not ever. It's not it's not happening. I mean, what if someone made like an electron wrapper that's just Firefox? Didn't Mozilla have that? Is it like fucking did, Thunderbird, right? right? Like Thunderbird, Sea Monkey, um, whatever uh, the Debian version of Firefox is that ships that's completely Libre. Like, isn't all of those like? I thought because uh, I thought Thunderbird I, right was built on the same. Maybe it's maybe the same UI stuff, right? The XUL yeah, stuff that you used XUL, to do. XUL, yeah, yeah, XUL. But I don't think the browser rendering engine was. I mean, the Thunderbird has parts of the rendering engine because it has to like render HTML emails, right? Uh, but like, it's not the same thing, I think. But and we are like extremely off topic. Like it's like oh oh wow! I totally hold on. So real time follow up. Real time follow up. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the Apple leak thing, right? Right, right. And how this isn't new, like news, like this is a thing that's been going on. Yeah, because uh, so I have I have here a GitHub repo from a blog post from 2010 on this website called Asinine Tech, <laughs> and it is the the headline is Apple manager arrested in kickback scheme. 
Oh, okay. That's that sounds so like, okay. Can you read me what it says? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't... Uh, what you wrote ten years ago. Oh Lord. A, it was basically uh, it was a quote post with a with with just a one line sentence. You know, Damn. see, this is microblogging. See, all everyone on Mastodon wants to say you can't microblog on a real blog, and you have to write, you know, your memoir, and that's not true because this is this is acceptable content for a young static. Oh wait, no, you didn't write this post. Cami Kenjin did. Oh, that that was a friend of mine uh, back in like the back in like 2012, like 2010, I guess. Uh, that was a long time ago. That was 80 years ago. Uh, Okay, so let me read you what this post says. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, a mid-level Apple manager is arrested Friday and accused of accepting more than a million dollars in kickbacks from half a dozen Asian suppliers of iPhone and iPad accessories in a federal indictment unsealed and a separate civil suit. Paul Shin Devine, a global supply manager, and Andrew Ang of Singapore were named in a 23-count federal grand jury indictment for wire fraud, money laundering, and kickbacks. In quotes, Apple is committed to the highest ethical standards in the way we do business. End quote. Apple spokesman Steve Dowling said in a statement, We have zero tolerance for dishonest behavior inside or outside the company. The alleged scheme used an elaborate chain of U.S. and foreign bank accounts in one front company to receive payments, the indictment said. And code words like sample were used to refer to payments so Apple co-workers wouldn't become suspicious. So I think this leads credence to my uh, to my theory of Apple people just doing it for the money or like to build their own business. Yeah, they're... Yeah, there are probably people doing it for the money. I mean, that's that that supplier thing is it makes a lot of sense. Like if you would leak like confidential info to like uh accessory vendors, right? Uh they would probably pay you for it. Uh so it's like yeah, I mean, it's probably been happening for a while. I mean, it's not a new thing. So uh, that's that's a throwback an 80-year-old post. That's that's good. That's good shit. Uh uh I I I that's a good thing I kept the the GitHub repo around from with the old the old posts. Oh no, it's there. a good thing too because I uh, I totally pulled from that when I was resetting up my blog. Because <laughs> I guess in in random uh, personal brand news, I uh, so we we've we I think we've we've mentioned it many times in the podcast. Like yeah. we, we've we've had many blogs, many iterations. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then in 2014, I said fuck it and I wiped all my blog. Well, I didn't wipe all of them. I have a local archive of most of them. Plus a good chunk of them on the Wayback Archive. So I redid my blog and I went through and manually imported a bunch of blog posts from like 2010 to 2018 into WordPress. Which <laughs> I just want to say right now, the new WordPress UI, not not the one that is shipping WordPress.org, right? And standalone installs, but WordPress.com, they have a new UI and it's actually really nice. Um, It's not finished yet, right? Some parts will still kick you back into the old WordPress UI, but it's really nice. I like it. Um, and please, please have a blog. Blogging's good. Blogging good. And, it's, and it's I just want to yeah. say 10 years ago, you know, that open web stuff we always talk about, look at this blog post. It was just some witty commentary and a quote. And you know what? That's sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> Speaking of witty commentary, uh, on the on the T-Mobile article, this is the uh, the one of the promoted comments uh, is, is somebody saying uh, a user called Clarity Offline says, uh, "Well, they do claim to be the uncarrier. Can't really expect them to complete calls." <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that that's that's good. That's that's good. Oh, and uh, that's. So yeah, T-Mobile got fined forty million dollars and no refunds though. So yeah, I mean that's that. 
I don't think I don't think there's much else to the story. The story also has a very good stock image, but that's yeah. I think I think that's it. Yeah, and, and I guess before before we end, I just I just want to say to everyone listening, you know, there's a lot of bullshit tech stories out there. Yeah, and something I've learned over the many years I've probably wasted reading tech blogs. <laughs> yep. Don't click every link. No, no, please. Oh Lord, please don't. No. Oh, that's learn learn to curate your uh, feeds. Uh, don't don't put like don't put every blog you ever ever want to read like every every blog that you see into your RSS reader. Be more selective. You know, try try to find decent blogs, decent sources, right? That have decent reporting. Uh, get get some good blogs. You know, in there and 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 think to yourself, right? Like, is this story about SpaceX and Tesla and the U.S. government and funding, like, actually worth reading? Mm, yeah, think about that. Think, like, if you see the headline, you know, you got to understand, like, you got you to gotta start judging stories by their headlines. Like, you, you got to do it. Like, otherwise, it's, it's just going to be yeah, like... Yeah, because, like, some weeks will be like, there's no stories, even though technically there's a lot of stories. Yeah. Because some of these stories are just, like, bullshit and, like, yep. don't actually matter. No. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes you just got to say no to the blogs because uh, <laughs> blo- bloggers are people, too. And yep. anyone who's ever worked a job has definitely done the thing where you're like, I could totally bullshit my way through this to make a thing out of it so I can hit yeah. my quota. Yep. Yep. That's, and that's and some blog posts are just fluff. Yep. Yeah. Like, a lot uh, of fluff. Yep. Like Pitchfork writing an article about Kanye West being back on Twitter. Yeah, fluff. that's fluff. That's that is just pure fluff. Yeah. It's it's like when you have the slow news days, right? Uh, you gotta still get those page views in, right? Yeah, or um, a tech podcast getting meta about tech news on a on their podcast. Yep. When it's slow news, you just gotta you gotta make the time you go just, You just gotta you just <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, uh, you can find us uh, on Mastodon. You can find me on Mastodon at StatingSafe at Mastodon.zombocloud.com and Christian. Uh, you can email the show. Hold on, real quick. Um, if you send us AMP emails, um, you're dead I'll, to I'll, me. I will, you, I'll, I'll specifically write a rule to discard those. <laughs> uh, if you send Gmail encrypted emails, I will, I will, also discard I will read your message on the air and laugh at you. Uh, not not really. Maybe I won't be that cruel, but I will. No, no, I, I just I will, I will shame a little bit. Yeah, because um, yeah. emails are open. Please keep it that way. Don't let email turn into yeah. XMPP. Oh, that's that's a hot take. Uh, is it really? Is it uh, uh, is XMPP uh, good? Like like uh, how? What's the no, hot take not. here? It's, it's not. Use, XMPP is hot garbage. <laughs> XMPP is hot garbage. Okay. Anyways, though, you can find me on Mastodon. <laughs> I chose to find it. It's, it's not business. Um, I'm going to bed. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs>